I am your host, Jonathan, and this is the Pick Your Ass Up podcast. This is episode seven. Um, and time flies. Uh, can't believe we're already, you know, finished up with, or we're coming to the end of January. And uh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Because it feels like just the other day was Christmas and New Year's, and we're already going to be a month into the year, into 2024 already. Um, so it's just, it's just crazy to me. But, you know, as they say, you know, time flies. Um, I hope everybody's had a good couple weeks. I hope the new year is treating you well. Um, and I hope if you made a resolution or if you made a decision, you know, to change certain things or to do certain things, I hope, I hope that they, that you know, that you're able to, uh, that you're doing those things and you're sticking with it. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the last episode. Um, I obviously, I had gotten a lot of, you know, requests to do a second episode about relationships. So I hope you guys enjoyed that, you know, the lessons we learn. Um, you know, I'm super appreciative of all the feedback that I get from people. Um, just hearing from people stating, you know, how they can relate to certain situations or certain things I've talked about. Uh, that means a ton to me. I, you know, because, I mean, it's it's... There's times when we're going through things and we feel like we're the only one going through it and it's, you know, we're alone or we feel alone and we feel like we're not going to be able to get through it. But when you can, you hear somebody else talking about it, I feel like that's really helpful. So, um, like I said, I'm super appreciative of anybody, you know, that has feedback. Um, and like I said, there is the Instagram, there's a pick your ass up pod at gmail.com. So if you're following, great. Um, Sorry, pick your ass up pod on Instagram, and then there's the email, pick your ass up pod at Gmail. You know, if you have questions or if you just want to ask something, you know, or if you have suggestions for topics for the show, stuff like that. Always looking for new things. Um, but this week, uh, this episode is called Close Calls, and it's about close calls in life. Um, Life is, you know, it's a precious thing. It's, you know, we we kind of start off when we're kids, like, you know, with all the hope in the world, we dream nothing is impossible. Like, we feel immortal, like nothing can hurt us, nothing can touch us. But, you know, as we get older, like, we go through, like, life experience, life, I'm sorry, life experiences, you know, hardships, you know, and those things kind of chip away at that armor. Um, I have a cousin uh, that I used to, you know, he always used to joke you know, joke with me when we were kids. And he would say, you think I'm made of iron and nails, John, but I'm not. Um, and it's true, we're not. Like, you know, we're flesh and blood. Things can hurt us. I mean, it can end all in an instant, really. I mean, there were a few times in my life where I thought my time was up. And that's what this episode is about. Um, well, it's about those experiences and growing from them and learning from them. Uh, once, like, you know, one of the times it happened when I was a kid. Um, other times, so it was, I was pretty little, almost it was like six or seven, but then other times it was when I was, you know, 18 and then also again when I was 20 years old. Um, 
So when I was a kid, though, it was a weird, bit of a weird situation. Uh, my dad at the time was dating uh, dating this girl. I won't say her name. Um, but she had a boat. And it had, like, a sun deck. It was all tricked out. It was really nice. Um, and she also owned, like, the boat next to that one. And then another, I want to say another boat there. Um, and uh, I was chasing my sister around from boat to boat and stuff like that. And we were, like, throwing, like, you know, water or ice from this ice chest. It was mostly empty, but there was a little bit of ice in there. And uh, the melted water. Or the melted ice, I mean. And uh, I grabbed that ice chest, and I tried to jump from one boat to the other to throw it at my sister or to pour it over. Um, and I didn't make it. I didn't make it to the next boat, and I fell in the water. And um, at the time... I didn't know how to swim. Um, I believe I was six years old. I want to say I was six. Uh, and like I said, I fell in the water and I started sinking. That's, I mean, I, that's all I really remember. Like, I remember me chasing after my sister and then falling in and then hitting the water, dropping the ice chest and sinking and things getting dark. Um... And I guess, you know, my sister, she must have screamed for my dad um, because, you know, he dove in the water and pulled me out. Um, it's safe to say, though, uh, shortly after that, um, I got put into swimming lessons. And uh, you would have thought that after that I would have been terrified of the water. But honestly, it was like far from it. Like I... I would go to the beach with my stepdad, Riley, um, taught me to surf as a kid. Uh, I was always in the water or in the pool, but I still love the water to this day. Um, maybe if I was older and something like that happened, but I mean, by then I should have learned how to swim. That's not knocking anybody that doesn't know how to swim, but I mean, maybe things have been different. But like I mentioned earlier, when you're a kid, you know, you feel immortal, nothing can hurt you. Things happen. I mean, it didn't, when that happened to me, it just felt kind of like, at least from what I can remember, that it was just something that happened and wasn't going to change anything else. Like, I wasn't going to change, you know, what, you know, my routine was, or I wasn't going to stop, like, trying to swim or going in the water, stuff like that, you know. But yeah, like I said, I, I still love the water to this day, and nothing was going to stop me from, from enjoying that. Um, and then you can kind of fast forward 12 years later and I was 18 years old and, uh, not really working, um, just getting by. Uh, that's not really the point, I guess. Um, but I was talking to, oh, sorry, I was walking, uh, to, uh, to a girl's house who I was dating at the time. Um, and I grew up a lot of my life in Pico Rivera, in California. Um, had a great childhood. Uh, nothing ever really happened to me that was dangerous or anything like that. Um, so this night, I feel like it was like wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Uh, but I was almost to her house. And I was close to her driveway. And I... Uh, I saw someone in the corner of my eye, but I honestly didn't really think anything of it. I walked there all the time. 
Like I was, I would walk over to her house because I didn't have a car yet. Uh, I'd walk over to her house at night, in the morning, in the afternoon. Didn't really, you know, happened all the time. And the next thing I knew, he was right next to me. And he, um, he, uh, he pulled out a gun. Um, told me to turn around and told me if I didn't turn around, then he was going to shoot me in the head. Uh, so he got my Billabong wallet, uh, and my Motorola V710, which I don't know if anyone listening is familiar with that phone model, um, that came out in like 2005. Uh, but it was like one of like, it was like a marquee phone. Like it was, it was really awesome. Like it was able to, it was before like the iPhone and all that sort of stuff, but I was able to play videos on it. I was able to add it took an SD card, which was kind of, I guess, unheard of at the time. Um, but yeah, that's that's beside the point. But it was it was like my one of my favorite. It was like one of my prized possessions. Um, but back then, it, that phone could do it all. Um, so we took that. I had no money in my wallet. Uh, all I had was my ID. I think my social security card. And, uh, and that was pretty much it. Like in, in my wallet. And maybe a couple pictures. Um, surprisingly enough, though, I had a $2 bill in my watch pocket. And if you're wondering what the hell a watch pocket is, it's a little pocket, you know, and obviously in your jeans and it's usually on the right side. I, I don't think I've ever seen it on the left. Uh, but, yeah, it's a little pocket that's on the right side inside your other pocket. Um, and if you're thinking to yourself, like, I didn't know it was called that, me either. I had no idea. And if you did know that, then I'd feel dumb. Um, but yeah, I had, I had a $2 bill in there. And that was like the only thing that he didn't find. Um, I can joke about it now. Uh, but as quick as I was, you know, to kind of get back in the water after nearly drowning, um, it wasn't as easy to get over that. Walking alone at night wasn't easy for me after that night. Um, honestly, for years, I would be looking over my shoulder, uh, being mindful of my surroundings, worrying if someone was going to come around the corner or worrying if something like that would happen again. Um, I would walk faster to get where I was going just to try to get there a little quicker so I wouldn't have to worry about it as much. Um, but like I said, it wasn't easy to get over it, but I did. It took a long time. It took me, honestly, I don't know how many years, to be honest. Um, I just, yeah, I was like, I was worried about it. Like I was, you know, scared shitless half the time. Um, but eventually I was able to get through it. And I was able to, you know, just feel okay walking outside at night by myself. Not worrying about, you know, whether some gang member was going to roll up on me or something like that. Um, now, uh, a couple of years later, when I was 20 years old, um... I had started working 
at a different insurance company um, or at an insurance company in general. I shouldn't say different because that was the first one I worked for. Uh, I was living in Walnut, California and at the time uh, and I was working in Brea, which with no like if I was driving there and there was no traffic um, would probably take me 15 minutes or so. Um, yeah, but I would take the 60 east to the 57 south. And that was my daily drive. Um, but there was a day in March, and I don't remember the exact day. Um, but I got on the freeway, I got on the 60. And um, the 57, like the, well, the on-ramp to the 57 was closed. Uh, so I figured I would just try and get off on the next exit. But this, I want to say it was like 4.30 in the morning because I was trying to go into work at 5 because I was going to be driving to my mom's later that day. Um, but before I knew it, like I said, I was getting on the 57 and I was like, all right, well, I don't want to do that. I'm going to, so I tried to get over at the last minute. Um, I lost control of my car. I hit the center divider at 60 miles an hour head on. And I woke up in the hospital. Uh, the only thing that I really remember, well, a couple things I do remember from just, you know, when that happened. Um, I remember yelling out, like saying, God, please not like this. And, and I, and it's like kind of like really, I mean, it's really fuzzy, but I remember like, like blurry images and like seeing some guy pull me out of the car. Um, someone told me later that I guess the car had clip, had flipped completely around because I had hit yeah that center divider just head on like straight all straight on making like a T. Um, I pretty much T boned the yeah the 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 median or the what's it called there the um, center divider. And the car flipped completely around. Um, and I guess, yeah, they said that that guy had pulled up, you know, next to my car and blocked traffic for me. Or blocked traffic for my car so no one else would come up and hit my car. Um, so someone was looking out for me uh, that that morning. Uh, it's crazy. But, um, like, after waking up in the hospital, uh, I guess, like, you know, the doctor told me that I was texting, um, and I guess I was texting my uh, my buddy Ivan. And surprisingly, I didn't have any major injuries. I had a concussion and a banged up knee. And I guess I, my I guess what happened was my uh, one of my car one not one of my car keys, but my one of the keys that I had. I want to say it was my apartment key. Um, when I hit, it went straight down into my knee and went like jammed into it and then went underneath my kneecap. Um, I mean, I only needed a few stitches. I mean, I was very lucky uh, to only walk away with some scrapes and bruises. Uh, so like it was, it was just a crazy situation. Uh, if there's a funny part to this whole story is that the day before, 
I had bought a brand new wallet. And it was, honestly, it was the first wallet I had bought since my other one was stolen. Like, after that, because I didn't really carry cash. I had barely, like, you know, I had kind of a couple jobs here and there. But I didn't have anything like that. I just kind of kept my cash in my and, and my, you know, ID or whatever. And that was pretty much it. And uh, so I had bought that new wallet. I had bought a brand new polo. And I bought some brand new jeans. And it was like one of the first paychecks I had got too from that my, from that job that I had just got um, in like January. No, that was the end of January, sorry. But yeah. Um, so it was, it was one of my first checks and it was like, honestly, I guess you could say the safe, it was safe to say the only thing that survived of those things that I bought was the wallet. Um, the jeans got cut up, there was blood all over them. The polo got cut completely. So there was like, you know, 40 bucks down the drain or whatever that was. Uh, but the wallet survived. And I was on crutches for a little over a week while I healed up. Um, but the f- first chance I got, I got back into, well, not into that car. Because I did total that car. And, uh, but I got back on the freeway. And I started driving again. I want to say it was in my uh, my roommate's car. The point of me telling you all this or telling you about these stories and stuff like that, about these close calls, is that we all go through hardships and tough times, breakups, rough patches, traumatic experiences. Um... And those traumatic experiences that we uh, have in our lives, you know, they leave scars. Sometimes they're physical, like the one on my knee. Um, But then there's also the scars we don't always see. And it's about how we respond to them that really makes us who we are. Sometimes it takes a few days to get back in the pool or back on the freeway or sometimes it takes a couple of years to be able to walk around at night by yourself but we all go through things on our own time and we all get we all get through those things on our own time and you can get through them you can't just let being scared stop you You'll miss out on a, honestly, like a ton of amazing things in life. And you're going to miss out on them if, if you're too scared to take that chance. I know it's not always easy to make those changes in your life and to face things sometimes that are scary. Uh, we can. And being scared, it doesn't have to be something like, you know, like I said, it doesn't have to be like a life, something life-threatening. It could be anything. Some people are just afraid to put themselves out there. Or they're afraid of being hurt by someone that can truly hurt them because they truly care about them, because they truly love them. So the point of all this is, you know, don't be scared. Take that chance. 
Because what if, like, what if you do miss out on the greatest, one of the greatest things that'll ever happen to you? And or one of the greatest, like, moments in your life or experiences in your life. Just because you got hurt once. Or hurt multiple times by something. Or someone, for that matter. We all, like, you know, we've all been through a lot. I can sit here and tell you my story and I guarantee you there's millions and millions of people out there that have had it way worse than me or have gone through way worse than me. But I'm just here to tell you that it it does get better and things can be better. Well, um, I know this has been a bit of a heavy episode, but... um, Honestly, it's something that I haven't talked about for a long time. And I guess, I mean, it felt like the right time to do that. So, I really hope that this was helpful. Um, I hope just me being able to talk about these experiences could help you. Uh, And this, I know, like, this episode wasn't about, like, you know, change. And, you know, but, like... I mean, I guess it, I mean, in a way it was, but, um, but I want you guys to always remember, you know, the mantra of like you know, what this show is all about. And, you know, just because you've been doing something your whole life doesn't mean you have to do it for the rest of your life. And I repeat that each week because it's important to hear. Because, like I mentioned before, sometimes we do change. And then, you know, we're, we're, we change for a couple weeks and we revert back to who we were. No. And that's why I do it. I do it so you can hear that and remember, hey, that's your little reminder. Um, but yeah, like I hope I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, next episode's going to be um, a little different. Uh, it was weird. I was actually going through... Uh, some old stuff and uh, kind of like an old tote that I had like um, with just a bunch of random crap I had and uh, I found um, I found an old notebook uh, of mine and I that I wrote a old you know short story in uh, back in I want to say it was like 2007 maybe it was 2008 I don't I don't remember exactly uh, but it's called I mean, when I wrote, I called it the the drive, and um, I read it, and you know, it's about being happy and being willing to fight for that. And it feels, or at least when I was reading it, like it felt as relevant now as it did then when I wrote it. So that one. It's going to be called The Drive, and it'll be, you know, I'm going to have, you know, my intro and stuff, and then I'll get into the story. Uh, but I'm going to assume it's probably going to be around the same time, same time-wise, like when it comes to the episode. But yeah, so, um, I think it's about that time now uh, to pick your ass up off your couch, your cubicle, or bed, and get out there. Get out of your comfort zone. Try something different, you know, man, and don't, don't be an asshole. There's a, 
There's a ton of assholes out there. Just try to be a good person. All right. Um, I'm going to end it uh, end this episode with a quote. Um, you're probably going to be like, "Oh, like of all movies to choose from," but I'm gonna. This one's going to be from Batman Begins. And I know a Batman movie, but um, it felt kind of true to the the moments I was describing, you know, in my life. Uh, um, the quote is, why do we follow Bruce? So we can learn how to pick ourselves up. Um, and it rings true because there's times where we do fall flat on our faces, literally and figuratively. Um, and we have to, there's times where we have to just pull ourselves up or will ourselves up to, to you know, to keep on going. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to end it with that. Um, I hope, like I said, I hope you've all have enjoyed the episode and I hope you have a great couple weeks. Um, keep on going. Take care. See you soon.